Good morning, everyone. It's Wednesday, April 26th, and my name is JB with Not By Works Ministries. It's time for our weekly world events update. For those of you that are new to the Not By Works uh, podcast and Not By Works Ministry, uh, my good friend Randy, a good friend and colleague, uh, has agreed to meet with us uh, every week now for Oh, many, many months. And we just kind of come on and talk about uh, geopolitical events, current events, things that are happening that could be shaping the world of Bible prophecy and setting the stage. And uh, Randy is, uh, uh, you know, credentialed in many ways. He is uh, one of the smartest guys I know. He's a private detective. He's an EMT. He's got unbelievable sources uh, placed in key strategic places throughout the world, uh, not only in military, but in business and so forth. Uh, some of his sources are open intelligence, but many of them are just relationships that he's developed uh, through friends and colleagues himself. And so he's able to pull together, uh, in, in many cases, items of news uh, interests that uh, are not readily available to the general public, insights and kind of background and stories about the story. And so uh, we'll be bringing Randy on here in a few moments, but uh, it's always one of the highlights of the week. I know our Not By Works family uh, really looks forward to hearing this uh, discussion that uh, he and I uh, have, but we always like to start off each uh, show with uh, just some scripture, and uh, I'm going to share a few thoughts, and then we'll bring uh, Randy on. First of all, if you've not had the chance yet to listen to last night's Prophecy Night, uh, it was definitely a doozy. Um, we talked about manifestations of evil spirits and 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 the way in which demonic spirits can interact in the realm of time, space, and matter, both through things like shape-shifting and skinwalking, through demon possession, demon influence. Uh, we talked again a little bit about the Nephilim. Uh, so I gave lots of examples last night of both from Scripture and then sort of illustrations of how the scriptural examples uh, might be playing out in our current day uh, to show and to demonstrate that uh, this uh, demonic activity indeed is on the rise the closer we get to the return of the Lord. So I uh, hope you'll get it. If you get a chance, I hope you'll watch that or at least listen to the podcast. In this case, the video is pretty powerful because I played some video clips, several of them throughout the evening, and showed some visuals that I think uh, are enhanced if you watch the video versus just listening to the audio. But I realize that for many people, the audio is the easier way to go because you can multitask, you can do it while you're doing other things. Um, but either way, definitely check out last night's uh, Prophecy Night. Uh, but uh, before we get to Randy, I want to turn to Proverbs chapter 26. I looked at this late last night before I went to bed. Uh, the end of the chapter uh, has, uh, you know, just a, a little section here that I think is relevant to our uh, discussion of uh, the Luciferian elite and, you know, the ways in which the stage is being set uh, for the return of the Lord. Verse 24 of Proverbs 26 says, He who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. And that word hate is what caught my attention. Uh, the word hate is a particular Hebrew word here. It's used uh, fairly often throughout the Old Testament Hebrew scriptures. Uh, and hate is a good uh, definition of it, but it has an, an added nuance of uh, an enemy. It is, uh, it's to dislike intensely. In other words, to be an enemy of someone else and to feel antipathy uh, toward them, to feel, you know, 
animosity and uh, you just can't put up with them. You just can't stand them. Uh, and it, and again, it has this uh, nuance of enemy. Uh, so, you know, as we think about the Luciferian elite, and, and if you don't know, if you're just joining us uh, in, in the Not By Works Ministries podcast, the Luciferian elite, I expose and address uh, extensively in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1 and Volume 2. It's a biblical concept, and it's clearly something that has been at play over the last, uh, well, since time began, since Satan got kicked out of heaven as he's been conspiring with human uh, counterparts to try to you know, take over this world. But so the Luciferian elite, that fits them to a T. They hate. They just absolutely uh, can't stand us. We are an odor, an off offensive odor to them. They see us as representing God, their arch enemy, because he made us in his image. We, especially if we have been restored to God by faith alone in Christ alone, we are part of the family of God. We've got a right relationship with him once again. Uh, they see us as reflecting his glory, which is what Christ all Christians should do. And so that's why they absolutely hate us. But here's the key part of this verse that, the, that all three of these little couplets uh, address, and that is they are deceptive. Remember, Jesus said Satan was a liar from the beginning. Uh, when he speaks, he can only speak a lie. And that's something to remember, because uh, as I'm going to talk about in just a moment before I throw it to Randy, uh, it is very, very easy for people to be deceived today, even believers. That's why John tells us to test the spirits, to beware if they're from God, and to watch out for false prophets, 1 John 4, 1. And remember, as I often say, deception is getting worse and worse. That's a plain emphatic biblical statement from 2 Timothy 3.13. Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So uh, back to Proverbs 26, he who hates disguises it uh, with his lips. This reminds me of uh, Romans 16.18, which I looked at recently on an interview that I did. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Now, in that case, Paul's talking about false teachers that come in and lead people astray, but notice how they do it, by smooth words and flattering speech, deceiving the hearts of the simple. So even for believers that are walking in the flesh and have ulterior motives and are not serving the Lord faithfully, or if we're talking about unbelievers, or if we're talking about agents of Satan, his Luciferian accomplices, they, they all use kind of that same M.O. They have the same tendency, which is to flatter with the lips, to deceive using words. Notice back to Proverbs 26, uh, the next couplet says, when he speaks kindly, do not believe him. And this is uh, very relevant for our purposes <clears throat> today. Um, I think many believers get caught up in the production, and we, have, we are so prone to fall into this trap of a false left-right paradigm to where, you know, there's good guys and bad guys, and Fox News is the good guys, and, you know, CNN is the bad guys, and Republicans are the good guys, and Democrats are the bad guys, and, you know, conservatives are the good guys, and progressives are the bad guys. And that's why throughout the, the many, many years that I've been talking about this, writing about it, exposing it, uh, anytime I bring up you know, so, so some of these figurehead leaders of the conservative movement, and I point out 
that they are involved in child sex slavery, that they're involved in satanic ritual abuse, that they're involved in all sorts of evil. People are just mouths agape. They just cannot believe it because they've bought in to this false paradigm that there are good guys and there are bad guys, and the good guys would never do that, but the bad guys would definitely do that. And I'm just trying to encourage you, as I talked about on my Monday podcast this week, uh, lies that many people believe about the Luciferian conspiracy, to break free from that. Um, you know, when when they speak kindly, look beyond what they're saying and look at the real motive. Uh, you know, don't just automatically, uh, you know, believe what they're saying. And by the way, you know, we need to nuance the substance of what's being said versus the motive behind why they're saying it. In other words, if we're honest, you know, we would agree with factual statements that even liberals and progressives make. And we may not like their worldview, but we have to be honest. So yeah, I agree with that point. And it seems like we have this problem when conservatives say things, we tend to, uh, you know, naively believe everything they say because they're the good guys. Uh, but when progressives or liberals speak, we reject everything they say, and we're not intellectually honest enough to admit, yeah, yeah, you know, I can't stand Obama, but, you know, that fact is true, or I can't stand Biden, but, you know, that statement is true. And it's it's funny how it's an all-or-nothing game with most people. Everything the liberals, those, you know, uh, hated Democrats do, you know, is bad, and everything Biden does is bad, everything Obama does is bad, everything Hillary does is bad, and frankly, it, most of it is. I get it. I, I'm not in any way defending these evil people, but what I'm saying is there are just as many evil people on the other side of the aisle, and when you really begin to research the Luciferian conspiracy, you find out that it is a game. They're all actors on a stage. It's like the old um, wrestling matches where, you know, uh, they're all doing it for show, or it's like a Don King fight. Remember old Don King, the fight promoter? Doesn't matter who wins, Don King gets richer. That's the way it works. And so it's all for show. Uh, and so I, I, I don't want to recover the ground that I covered on Monday. You can go back and, and listen to that uh, solo podcast uh, that I did. But back to Proverbs, when he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. The number seven there is the number of uh, completion, uh, you know, this 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 these evil people are thoroughly and completely evil you know seven again being the, the the complete number and then notice the last verse though his hatred is covered by deceit his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly you know i've i've done this in the past and someday i hope to have a whole chapter about this in in one of my books but um you know, some of the key leaders that we champion, you know, think back to the to the Gingrich era, the Tea Party era after that, um, you know, conservative leaders who are out there, the talking heads, you know, from the government talking on all the news shows, like a guy like Dennis Hastert, uh, people were blindly supporting him and saying, oh, he's a conservative and he's the Speaker of the House and we got to support this Republican and, and everything he says, we just jump on the bandwagon. Until that is, he's exposed as a part of the child sex ring and, you know, uh, satanic ritual abuse. And he's, last I checked, he's in prison today, having been disgraced. And the fact is, every one of these guys um, has similar uh, dossiers against them. And the Luciferians control them. And if they step out of line or they do something they don't like, or they just make somebody mad or, they, or it serves their purpose in some other way, they will bring them down. And so we don't know what we don't know. And, and I guess what I'm saying is when we hear 
these conservative pundits who we may like, we may like what they say, we may agree with 95% of what they say. We need to always keep them at arm's length and recognize that it's never about what it's about. And that brings me to my discussion today, uh, before I bring Randy on, of uh, Tucker Carlson. Now, I have been saying for years, literally, since Tucker first kind of joined the human consciousness, uh, I know he's been on other shows. He was on CNN for a while, then he was on MSNBC, had his own show. Uh, then he used to fill in for Hannity quite a bit uh, when he had a small role in Fox News. But of course, he he kept climbing the ladder and eventually became one of the most popular talk show hosts of all time with the most viewers uh, of all time. And uh, frankly, I've played clips of Tucker. I've quoted guests from Tucker's show. I'm not uh, suggesting that everything he's ever done is wrong. Much of what he's done is good. We agree with what he uh, says. But, you know, when I when I saw this uh News hit hit a couple of days ago. I said to myself, "Surprise, surprise, surprise! Who could have possibly seen that coming?" Well, guess who? Me. I've been saying for years that he is controlled opposition. Uh, doesn't mean he doesn't really believe what he says. That's beside the point. Whether he really believes it or whether he's playing a role is beside the point. Within the theater that is American politics. He was allowed by the Luciferians to play the role of controlled opposition so that conservatives like you and me would feel like we have a voice, someone we can get behind, someone we can champion, someone that we can cheer when they criticize Hillary Clinton, someone that we can say, yeah, go get him when they criticize Joe Biden, right? And that's the role that he's been playing. But he's in deep. Uh, if you look at his background, you follow the money. Uh, I mean, you don't make $20 million a year, which was his salary, if I'm understanding the news articles correctly, uh, and not have some, you know, dependency, some weaknesses and, and so forth. So um, I you know, could go into more detail of things that I've heard from people who have worked with him and know him. But all I'm suggesting is the knee jerk reaction of conservatives, which goes like this. Um, Fox News just made a huge mistake. You know, they're going to learn those rascals at Fox News. By the way, Fox News is the same company that most of these people that are saying things like this blindly followed for two or three decades until the 2020 election. Um, but anyway, oh, those rascals at Fox News, how stupid of them to get rid of their cash cow. They never should have gotten rid of him. They're making the same mistake Bud Light did by bringing on that transgender. And they should just, they should they should know better, you know, that uh, they, they, you know, they're going to learn. And of course, these same people will jump right on the bandwagon of whoever the next controlled opposition is. And again, I've been saying this back when it was Bill O'Reilly, when it was Glenn Beck. They used these guys for a while till they serve the purpose, and then they set them aside. And uh, I'm not for a second suggesting that this automatically means these guys are part, uh, a, a complicit, uh, intentional part of the conspiracy, although I have some facts that would blow you away about Tucker. But uh, I'm not saying that just because this paradigm holds true again and again, that means that these guys are wittingly playing the role, but they are playing a role. You can really believe in you know what you say and yet still be a pawn in the game. And that's exactly what we saw with Tucker. So I hope uh, that uh, he continues to be a mouthpiece for conservative ideology. I hope that he'll, and I'm sure he will, he'll, you know, He'll he'll land on some network or some start his own show like Glenn Beck did or something like that. And he'll he'll be uh, he'll be fine. But I just it saddens me when people so quickly buy the narrative. Most people wouldn't even know Tucker Carlson exists 
if they hadn't heard about him on Fox News. So just think about that for a moment. Fox News was the one that created the persona of Tucker. And almost everything most people know about him comes from what they've been allowed to know. And uh, so, you know, uh, you know, it also is funny how uh, Fox News has been exposed again and again as just the other side of the coin. Again, see the chapter in my book on the fake left-right paradigm from Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1. Uh, you, there's no difference between Fox News and CNN. I've been saying that for years. In my book that came out in 2012, The Great Last Day's Deception, Exposing Satan's New World Order Agenda, Chapter 8 has top 10 lies that most Christians believe. One of those lies was that Fox News is conservative and CNN is liberal. And I got so much pushback for that back then because it was, you know, still a little ahead of the curve. But, you know, once 2020 happened and Fox News became the first station to declare Joe Biden the victor uh, in this uh, very clearly, uh, unquestionably rigged election, uh, then people began to uh, turn on him. But they only turned on him, not in principle, they turned on him because they were blinded by the Trump mania and they just they were more allegiant to Trump than they were to Fox News and i'm suggesting stop you know uh gain, stop developing allegiances to people and movements and step back think objectively and critically and analytically and look beyond the facade look beyond uh these you know speaking kindly like we read about here in uh, proverbs and you know recognize that there is an agenda uh, you know, behind it. And, uh, you know, the rigged election, I'm, I'm thankful that that opened a lot of people's minds, but some of us have been sounding the alarm about rigged elections for decades. And what most people still in the conservative camp have yet to at least acknowledge, you know, publicly that I've seen, there are some, but not very many, is the reality that 2016 was rigged too. That in the conventional, if every vote had counted, Hillary won 2016, but they wanted Trump in there. And the same thing was true in 2012 with Obama and Romney. Uh, and the same thing was true in 20 in 2008 with Obama and uh, uh, the guy from Arizona, McCain. Uh, so, I mean, you see this again and again. We, we know these elections are rigged. They've been rigged ever since they came up with the digital voting. I'm going to keep saying this till people finally begin to understand it. Uh, you know, when they went to the digital vote tabulation machines, it was game over. There's no way to have a, a sacrosanct election any longer because it's just too simple digitally to rig it. In the same way that they can hack into the NSA servers or hack into Hillary's email or hack into your email, they can hack into these digital servers that allegedly claim to hold the votes. And then it becomes a selection, not an election. They simply announce to us who they think uh, won and uh, who they want to win, I should say. So, you know, yes, 2020 was rigged. It happens to be the biggest, most obvious rigged election. There was no way the Luciferians were going to leave Trump in there after they used him to roll out the death shot. They just needed him in there for a purpose. They needed 70% of the world to get behind the, the world's you know leader, the president of the United States, and line up to take the death shot. And it worked. Now they're done with him. They're casting him aside and they're going to put somebody else in, most likely in 2020. I mean, in, uh, in the next election, 2024. Now, one caveat, this is beside the point or off the point, I should say. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen in 2024. Early indications are that they're once again posturing to have Trump in the mix. Uh, it's too early to tell. Uh, it's certainly possible from the Luciferian conspiracy perspective that uh, they have another use for Trump and maybe he's the guy they want to put in there. But stop buying into this right-left paradigm and thinking Trump good, 
the other guy bad. You know, people, you know, vote for, you know, who the people voted for in 2020 was not Biden. And in 2016, they voted for not Hillary. They don't take the time to actually look at the candidates and how they're controlled and what their worldviews really are. Remember, as I talk about in my book, Trump switched parties seven times every time it's convenient and expedient to do so for his career. He's also been pro-abortion, pro-homosexual, pro-transgender. He just recently held a big transgender celebration after the, one of the recent Supreme Court decisions. Trump was the first president in U.S. history to have a openly gay person on his cabinet, albeit for a short time. It was an interim position, but he had it. Uh, so, and, and many other issues, if you really take the time to look at it, they're all right there in plain sight. So uh, two issues on the elections. Remember, number one, they're all controlled. Uh, so if you want to pretend to vote, then you should vote. Uh, if you believe in pretend voting, pretend to vote and pretend that you made a difference and pretend at the national level that when they tell you who won, it was because they counted the votes. Uh, ask them to show you the pile of votes and count them by hand. They won't be able to do it. Uh, but secondly, even if your vote really did count, vote critically. Vote with your biblical worldview. Don't just vote Republican, Democrat. Vote for the candidate like David in when, uh, uh, you know, he was uh, chosen uh, to to be the next king. When Samuel was looking at all the candidates and he looked at the conventional candidates and, you know, when he finally asked uh, uh, Jesse, was it, do you have any other sons? Jesse didn't go, nope, I'm only, a, you know, a six-party system. We don't have any. You, you got to pick one of these. He said, well, yeah, there's this, you know, little scrawny shepherd boy down, down the hill uh, but he's certainly not going to be a king. And uh, Samuel said, bring him to me. He's the next king. And the rest is history. We know all about King David. So uh, if if our votes count, vote biblically, not based on a political party. Um, so that those are my thoughts on Tucker. Uh, I think it's just sad to see the way people have just bought right in hook, line, and sinker to the line. Um, but uh you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. So, uh, let me bring on Randy now. It's so good to have you back on, Randy. I know there's so much going on in the news. I'm sure you're going to give us some of your thoughts uh, about uh, Fox uh, News and and uh, <clears throat> latest development there. And by the way, Randy and I, we don't rehearse. We don't script. Uh, he may uh, disagree with me, and uh, that's okay. If he does, I'll just uh, you know beat him up off air. But uh, anyway. Uh -huh. uh, Randy, welcome back to the program. It's uh, it's uh, time for World Events Update. Uh, anything going on in the world we need to know about? Not a thing that you want to know. Just put it <laughs> like that. That's true. Anyway, good morning, everybody. I want to send a special shout out today to Mr. Xi Jinping in China. Yes, that was an American carrier that went down the Taiwan Straits. I hope you noticed them all waving to you. Just so you understand that, you know, we're not going to be bullied. So, you know, we're still there. Mr. Putin, I'd like to say hi to you, too. It looks like the CIA prevented a massive attack on Moscow that would have probably gotten you when you were there. The Ukrainians wanted to do a massive drone attack, and that would have been something else. But anyway, that was called off by the CIA. Now, that is the only good stuff I've got to say about the military right now. And as we get into today, you will understand why. But um, I'm sure Putin and Xi Jinping, I'm sure they were shocked 
Unfortunately, I can't tell you a lot of this stuff because it's classified, but this stuff become unclassified yesterday, so you get to know it all, and sorry, there's just things I can't tell you. On the uh, first thing of business today, Tucker Carlson and the rest of Fox News, I watch Tucker maybe two or three times a week if he has something on I like. Fox News, since Rupert Murdoch's sons took over two years ago, is going exactly as we thought it would. They are woke, they are leftists, they are liberals, and there's really nobody left on Fox News that I would listen to. The one thing that Tucker Carlson did for us, and he forever gets credit, is brought the January 6th fiasco front and center. While he is showing hundreds of hours of what happened, Mr. Schumer, on the other hand, is saying it's all a lie. Now, my question is, do you believe a politician like Schumer or do you believe what you can see right in front of your face? Now, the news, as far as I'm concerned, there is no American news besides Newsmax. I listen to much at all. Most of mine is foreign news because they're a lot more objective. And the United States has absolutely no correspondence in the field in the Ukraine or many of these places that we are pontificating on every day. So they have no clue except what is fed to them by the US government, the uh, factions thereof, the Luciferians, et cetera. So if they're telling you something, I'm telling you right now, it's all baloney. They have no idea. The one thing you can be assured of, and you're gonna see that this morning, your government lies to you, lies to you, and lies to you. Do not believe a thing they say, because they wouldn't know the truth if it bit them. I just have that to put out there. And you at the NSA and the rest of you that listen, good morning to you also. If it bit, if it bit them, where? Uh, I'll let you take a. I'll let you guess on that. I'm just, I'm just making sure. This is a church show. I know. Show. I'm just making sure we're on the same wavelength, Randy. Oh yes, you are. <laughs> So the good news this morning, well, Ken, it looks like First Republic Bank is done. Um, their 49% loss yesterday, they're at a 32.35% loss today. And it looks like their shares are now worth $5.48. Now, this is not a small bank. This is a large regional bank. They have lost $100 billion in the first three months of this year. I don't know how many billion they have left, but obviously there's a run on cash. There's a run on the stock. The stockholders, bondholders, you're out of luck. Um, I don't know what the Fed is going to pull out to say this is what we're going to use to bail you out. But I keep thinking about that trillion dollar coin that Ms. Yellen talked about three months ago. We have no money. We're 32 billion in the hole. So where are you going to get the money? So don't be surprised if that pretty shiny little coin comes out and it's transported from the Fed to the banks. So just to the FDIC, don't be surprised because nothing surprises me anymore. All right. Project Sandman, S-A-N-D-M-A-N. Supposedly, this has been discounted, but I will tell you right now, it has not been. There are supposedly a hundred different countries and their banking system that are getting ready to dump all of the American um, 
assets, treasuries, bonds, all of that stuff at one time. Now, I don't know if it's totally coordinated yet. I do know that it was a plan. They could have scrapped it, but it's looking to me like that might be exactly what they're going to be doing. But what they're going to do, they're going to dump it all on one day. And that will basically take our economy down to nothing because our bonds, currency, it's worthless. So if you want to see somebody go to the BRICS side or a different currency, that would be the way to do it. Like I said, this is um, it was planned, but I don't know if it still is. So we'll just have to see. Uh, gold continues to go up and down. Palladium is going up. Now, I don't know why palladium is getting closer and closer to the value of gold because it's basically used for catalytic converters and stuff like that. Now, according to the auto industry, they're not selling any vehicles. They're not uh, really manufacturing near as much. So watch palladium. Let's see how it plays out. Let's find out what what it's actually being used for that we don't know right now, because there is something there, but it was worth half the price of gold. Now it's worth three quarters and it continues to go up. So I don't know what kind of a game they're playing, but they're playing something. Let me uh, ask a question about that. Is it possible? Cause this is kind of what I was thinking about when I monitor the metals. Uh, is it possible that they're trying to prop up all the a variety of metals, not just gold and silver, so that when the economic crash happens, uh, these elites who are stockpiling, especially gold right now and apparently palladium, will be uh, you know that much better off? That could easily be. Palladium is tough to um, use. It's not like gold and silver where you can go down to your dealer and get what you want. Palladium is much tougher. But if that's what they're doing, then I wonder why they're not using platinum also. Mm. Platinum used to be twice what gold was worth. Now it's half. So it could be that there's too much coming into the gold and silver market. They have to go to a different metal. That's very possible. But um, there's something nefarious going on because things just don't make sense. So I guess we'll wait a couple of weeks and see, but it's worth watching. Uh, PDD 60, we've talked about this many times. This is the presidential directive that basically governed our nuclear forces that said we would not respond to a nuclear attack until we actually received that attack. Now here's the problem. The only copy of this in existence was in the Clinton library. It is no longer in the Clinton library. Somebody took it. There's a summary there, but no PDD 60. Nobody knows where it went. So Biden and his group had talked last fall about reevaluating that and coming to where we could actually create a first strike if we deemed it necessary. Now, I, I don't know if they've actually got that in effect or not. It, these are top secret documents, but it's it's funny how all of a sudden people started talking about it, then it's gone. And how do you get into a presidential library, steal it, and leave a summary? Only in a Clinton type function would that happen. Yeah, you know. I mean, the the thing about PDD sixty, and I haven't really said this enough. Because I've talked about PDD-60 a lot. And for those who don't know, PDD-60 was that presidential directive that uh, uh, directed 
uh, our our military to only respond on impact rather than on launch, so that uh, the implication being, or the effect of that being, that we would we would have to absorb a first strike before we could retaliate. Um, but the thing that I think you know people need to also understand is, as important as these documents are, at the end of the day, since it's the Luciferians that really are running things and pulling the strings of power within America. Uh, it almost doesn't matter because it's not like they are ethical you know, individuals who, when push comes to shove, if they need to launch a missile for some nefarious reason, they're going to be restrained by some presidential directive. You know what I mean? So, you know, it is kind of interesting that they this thing has uh, vanished um, and it does I think it's relevant because it makes us go, why? What's really happening? What could be going on here? Um but I don't want to imply, and I think I might have in previous, uh, or people could get the impression from previous discussions of this that I'm suggesting that somehow these Luciferians are all law-abiding people, and they're only going to do what the government allows them to do. Uh, it's all all bets are off when it comes to the final decision to bring down America. They will use whatever means they can to get America out of the way and usher in their satanic one-world system. Exactly. And the thing is, there's two problems here. First off, why would you have a top secret government document at a presidential library? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. It does not belong there. It belongs in the National Archives or something like that. Secondly, with this administration, let's face it, the rule of law, what's right, what should be done, has no bearing on what they are willing to do. They have showing us that the rule of law means nothing to them. I don't know if Biden would know where to look for the laws on a lot of this stuff, but he, Kamala Harris, and the rest of these people do not care. Uh, this goes all the way to, what is it, Admiral Kirby and Blinken and the rest of them. You cannot believe a word they say. There's a lot going on behind the lines that we don't know. The strange thing I noticed in the last week is if Susan Rice was fired. Now, I don't know if she got a spurt of consciousness or what, but for her to leave when she was Obama's right-hand person uh, was surprising. But I'm sure they have somebody worse to bring in. No yes. So, no, she didn't get a, a, a spring of conscience or whatever you said. You have to have a conscience to get it. But it, it is interesting that within the, the Luciferian elite, there are competing factions. Um there are people that are allegiant, you know, as you go down the level from the top tier, you know, the, at the top, there's this small number of people that are literally getting their marching orders directly from Satan, sacrificing children and drinking their blood. But down the chain, there's all kinds of infighting and competing agendas. And she probably made somebody mad or, you know, maybe she was uh, wanting to push through something that the Obama wing of the Luciferians had really wanted. And uh, it made somebody mad. Who knows? Or it could just be that, you know, she had some personal issue unrelated to the big conspiracy, but just, uh, you know, some issue that she hurt somebody or offended somebody. Now, I want to point out in fairness, especially in light of how I opened the program today, um, as bad as the current administration is, and, you know, I certainly echo everything you said there, uh, they are, you know, more overtly evil than the people on the other side of the aisle that are playing the role in this grand movie we call American politics of conservatives. Um, but nevertheless, uh, the same thing is true on the right. So remember, yes. there were top secret documents found all over Mar-a-Lago, found in Dick Cheney's house, found in Biden's house, found, you know, what I, my view on that, I don't remember if I've talked about this, if so, it's been a while, but 
Um, obviously, they're choosing when and being selective about when they enforce the rules. So there's a faction that's trying to destroy Trump and bring him down. So they made a big deal out of basically nothing with these documents. But then, you know, report independent reporters and others that start digging, start finding, oh, wait a minute, other people have these documents too. And they start to find out that really, our government isn't particularly concerned about keeping top secret documents secret. They pass them around like it's a menthol halls cough drop. And, and people, you know, now are going to be exposing that. So the mainstream media has to put forth a narrative that, you know, yeah, there's this one and there's this one and Cheney, I mean, not Cheney, uh, Pen Mike Pence did this and, uh, you know, others. Uh, so, you know, I think they're just essentially uh, doing a slow drip uh, into the consciousness of the American people to make it seem like, you know, uh, th this happens all around. And it does. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how someone would get into a presidential library, but I know there's ways to do it, and it happens all the time. Well, I'm sure. And, you know, like you said, right, left, in between, you can't trust any of them. Do not put your faith in man. Keep it in God, because Amen. as you're going to see, they're going to let you down every time. Now, the um, computer chips that are always a concern that are made in Taiwan, the United States is buying everything they can, bringing them back to the United States. We have a couple of plants that are going to manufacture chips like this, but they're not up and running yet. But the Chinese have to understand one thing. Though upon any type of an attack, those places making the chips will be immediately destroyed. There will be nothing left. So if that's what you're going after, you're going to be a little late because they're already wired to go down. Um, I'm glad we at least were smart enough to take precautions to do that because that's technology that does not belong in the um, wrong hands. Not that we're the right hands, but it's better than the alternative. Now, Senate Bill 884 was uh, brought up and is being checked out by the uh, Senate right now. Basically, they're going to provide a QR code for all of us. It'll be something that they can uh, go ahead and put on you wherever they need to. And I'll let you guess where that's going to be as far as the future of the Bible says. Um, also, your ESG card is coming. So it's only going to be a matter of months until all of this stuff is out. And then, you know, with the CBDC and everything else, um, our lives as we know it are going to change. And it's happen happening more rapidly than we thought. And they are very advanced. There's 114 countries right now that are in the process of, or have almost completed the CBDC currency exchange. Um, so, you know, Two thirds of the um, countries in the world are almost there. That leaves a bunch that aren't. But I think once this is instituted, they're going to have to come along to uh, have an economy. It's just yeah. that And that QR code is fascinating to me because to me it, it's part of the infrastructure or the back the back uh, drop needed to roll out the CBDC. And as I've said all along, the, the CBDC is not about a financial transaction system. It's about the digital ID card. That's what they need. They need some means of tracking 
everyone and the the economy is just the the tool that they're going to use to to get it across the finish line they're going to say that because the economy has crashed or because you know everyone in the world is going to this system or whatever their reason in this hegelian dialectic they're going to cause us to cry out and say yes please give me a digital id so that i can use this qr code well the qr code is the digital id and then that's what now whether they put it on our person or not they could put it on a card they could do it digitally on our smartphones. Uh, they could get, you know, any number of ways they could roll it out. But but the point is, and I was just talking to someone about this yesterday, that identifier uh, is going to be what's the key. Because once you have that identifier connected to you individually of all the 8 billion people in the world, you have your own unique one, then they can not only use that to add funds to your account and subtract them when you make purchases, but they can track where you go, what you say, what you post, what you email. Now they're tracking it all already, but as I've talked about before, they're just throwing it into this massive bit bucket on the server farm up in Sandy, Utah. And in order to access it, they have to run algorithms. So they could go to Randy's uh, you know, bit bucket and they can say, find every time he mentions the word Hillary or something. And then they could, <laughs> piece together a you know a troubling state series of statements where you were plotting to kill her or something using real a mixture of real things that you've said with ai created simulations and na false narratives and, and and blatant lies so that's the way they've been tracking us in the past but with this digital id it'll be real time tracking how else will they be able as they've said they've done i've, I've given you the quotes in the book uh, at world economic forum uh, subcommittee meetings and seminars they've come right out and said it how else will they be able to track you you know in real time and keep you from crossing a border more than five miles from your home that, that's not something they can go back later and, and data mine from your bit bucket and, and do you know do the algorithms they've got to have real-time access to who you are where you are what you're saying what you're doing what you're buying and that's what scares me about this uh, this QR code? Well, the thing is, they're intrusive into every part of our life, not only through our phones, our computers, our refrigerators, our heating system, your car. There is no place you can go to get away from them. A few months ago, we described some of the uh, uh, items that they used for eavesdropping and surveillance. I mean, and this is old technology now, but at that time they were using things the size of a fly that could attach to your car, could attach to your house, complete listening device. Um, the FBI had a laser that they could shine through your window. It could access everything on your computer, hard drive, et cetera, even if it was shut off. So now that they've had another six or eight months, think of where they're at. I mean, it boggles my mind to understand we have no privacy we don't even have the privacy of thought anymore is for what they're trying for. Now, one thing I want to interject here real, real quickly. This is for the people in Colorado. Uh, you notice a lot of surveillance with Homeland Security, with the uh, Air Force, et cetera. And I just want you to understand the uh, cartel, both the Juarez and the Sinaloa cartel, have a really heavy presence in this state. Mm. They are moving in, they are taking over, they're trying to keep a low profile, but that's not working. Um, they're in Denver, Colorado Springs, Boulder, Longmont, Grand Junction, and probably some other places back in the hills. 
But understand, this is more dangerous than probably the terrorists that we know lurk here. These people have no soul. They don't care. They're in it for the money and they are ruthless. So just understand when you go hiking, when you go driving in the mountains, be very careful where you go and what you do. Uh, it's going to be very similar to what happens in California. They get into the large national parks and they have a huge marijuana growing station. I mean, they're huge. They go for acres and acres. If you see something like that, don't 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 investigate, don't experiment, get out. Yeah, and because they're all wired and they know you're there. Yeah, they absolutely do know you're there. And by the way, don't bother to tell the authorities because let's take it a step further with these cartels. Why are they infiltrating uh, national parks and why are they getting more prevalent throughout the state of Colorado? Because they are a pawn in the game. The Luciferians are co you know, working hand in puppet with them to accomplish their means, to, to sow discord, to create unrest. You know, so many of the crimes that are committed, especially the major uh, sort of, you know, headline type crimes, uh, you know, those were not lone wolf you know, you know, enemies. Those were not just bad actors out there doing it. I mean, though you're right. Those cartels, they're in it for the money. They're evil to the core. They're ruthless too, by the way. They will just slit your, you know, throat and your baby's throat without a blink in an eye. But where, you know, who's pulling the strings? And there's too much evidence of CIA involvement in cartels in Mexico, in South America. You know, you know, working with them in the drug trade. We know this, you know, there have been books written about it, um, court cases on record under oath talking about it, you know, how the airport in Mesa, Arkansas was used for drug running and the state troopers in Arkansas were right there protecting them so they could land and take off without anybody, you know, causing them problems. Um, so, um, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's a serious thing. And again, one more sign of the times, I believe, these uh, these cartels. By the way, I just want to go back to something you said a moment ago about how both sides, right and left, will will let you down. That's certainly true. But that's why, you know, uh, I've left in my will instructions for my kids after my death. When I die, I want to have six Republicans on my uh, as pallbearers because I want to give the Republicans a chance to let me down one more time. Uh, you know, there was a time when I was really all in with the whole Republican paradigm. Uh, but I began to, when I started waking up and I began to realize that nothing ever changes, you know, it's the Republicans that gave us gay marriage because of the Republican appointees on the Supreme court. It's the Republicans that are promoting transgender, um, you know, uh, by the way, why didn't uh, why didn't Tucker Carlson ever come out and make a blanket moral statement about transgender? I know he was definitely very vocal against the whole woke agenda and good for him for doing that. But these guys and the one key that, that will indicate they're a con controlled agent is you will never find them speaking in moral absolutes and just say, you know, transgenderism is an abomination against a holy God. Homosexuality is an abomination against a holy God. You'll never hear him say that. Uh, or they might say it once, but then their career will be over. That's very true. And that leads into the next subject we need to cover. There have been some new cattle mutilations down in, I believe, Texas. Now, the mutilations are very specific as they remove the tongue in a surgical manner and part of the jaw. Now, a lot of times the mutilations are used to scare people off because of the drug cartels or just drug runners or the Luciferians. These I don't know yet, but I'm checking into it. But I can say this now because there is now a secret witness 
that is before the Senate today that is going to testify to the uh, child trafficking that's taking place on the southern border. Hmm. Um, this was hidden for his safety, so no comment could be made, and I don't have a problem with that. But here's what the U.S. does. As these children come across, they are intercepted by the Border Patrol, other law enforcement agencies, whatever, okay? Then they, um, they're called UAC, Unaccompanied Children. Now, these are giving, given to an agency that supposedly is going to take care of them and keep track of them and get them into homes, etc. Well, here's the problem. There were 152,000 UACs in 2022. So far, there are 70,000 this year. Okay. Now, these were transferred to H. HS, Health and Human Services, to be transferred to this other agency, but nobody can find 85,000 of these children. Now, we know they're being used for forced labor. We know that they're being used for, for sexual trafficking. Um, how does this happen? Obviously, our open borders are the cause, but to allow that many children to just escape into nowhere. And this is on top of the 250,000 children that go missing in the United States every year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I have to weigh in here. Sorry to keep interrupting you, but this is something that is, is really near and dear to my heart. I've talked about it uh, for years. Uh, it is not at all unusual for the U.S. government to be directly involved in child trafficking. And I don't mean monolithically, but I mean agencies and groups within the U.S. government, in this case HHS, to be directly involved in this. Go back and read the Franklin cover-up and how they were using child protective services to take you know, orders from these Luciferians who were performing satanic ritual abuse on some of these victims. Uh, and they said, hey, I wanted a blonde hair, blue eyed boy or girl at such and such an age. And they would go, to, you know, the, the Child Protective Services, CPS, would then go into homes and uh, illegally take children out of the homes with, on drummed up charges and sell them. And so this is a huge thing. I saw that same article and my heart just sank because it's just another sign of the times that this is getting more and more exposed and making it into mainstream. Uh, but this is not new. This has been around for decades. Uh, you know, they they are they they the Luciferians love the the power, the energy. They call it energy they, they, from the adrenochrome of the blood of children. They love to 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 watch children suffer. I mean, think about it. If they would murder you know, millions, tens of millions of innocent children in the womb, what would keep them from murdering them outside the womb? They have no regard for life. And in particular, going back through, you know, millennia, going back to the ancient Near East, Luciferians, Satan worshipers, have uh, particularly targeted the, in the most innocent uh, among human beings, children, to, you know, to do their rituals and their sacrifices. And so, this is a very real thing. This isn't just uh, misplacing these UACs. Uh, they are intentionally passing them off to what they call sponsor homes. And these sponsor homes could be 
you know, transgenders, homosexuals, Satan worshipers, you know, let's not forget uh, coming up this Friday is the, the world's largest gathering of Satan worshipers in history, the Satan Con there that I talked about recently uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, a massive conference. Um, so they, they, they take these unaccompanied children and they place them in, quote, sponsor homes, and then they lose track of them. They don't know where they end up after that. It's classic, you know, government. To them, children are just a commodity in the same way that they can lose trillions of dollars uh, and misplace it and not be able to account for it. They are losing track of these uh, children migrants. It's unbelievable. Well, and the thing is, as we had talked about the Franklin Credit Union cover-up, which you alluded to, I know a lot more about that than I wish I knew. Um, someday we should do a podcast on that because it will make your skin crawl. Yes. Um, this involves the military. It involves normal people. It goes all the way to the White House. You do not trust the FBI. You do not trust local law enforcement because I guarantee you 90% of them are involved. And what really sent a shiver up my spine yesterday is when Biden came out and said, the children of this nation belong to the nation, not to the parents. Now, all I got to say, Joe, and this is not a threat, but you touch my kids, my grandkids, or my dog, and I can get to you before the Secret Service can react. Just yeah. let's make that straight. And, de and depending on how well your children are behaving at the moment, not necessarily in that order. Your dog may come first. I don't know. But no, absolutely. And remember when Hillary years ago talked about how it takes a nation, and they've been conditioning us for decades you know, through, you know, for the last hundred years through compulsory government schooling, that the government knows better how to take care of your child than you do. That's one of the biggest hurdles that people have when you talk to them about homeschooling. Many, many people have woken up to the the reality of the importance of homeschooling, how that's the way it should have been all along. But even still, when you begin, when they begin to awaken to that and, and think about it, their first question is always, but I'm not a trained teacher and how do I do it? I can't do it the, as, the way the government does it, to which I always say, amen. You don't, you want to, whatever they were doing in the compulsory government schoolings where they captured our kids from kindergarten on for eight hours a day, five days a week for 13 years, do just the opposite because they're not educating them, they're re-educating them and teaching and training them that the family is bad, your parents are bad, your gender is bad, everything, your government, you know, your conservative values are bad, all of that. And so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just unbelievable. No, I would not put anything past our leaders. Now, they are pulling out all the stops. I sense a real urgency right now that we are truly in the last of the last days. And, uh, I think we need to be grounded in the Word of God more than ever before because uh, it's it's this is not for the faint of heart. Well, the level of depravity, dishonesty, and ungodliness present in this government, I know it's always been present, but for some reason it seems to be much worse than Agreed. it's ever been before. Completely and if you agree. ever see Mr. Biden, ask him one question. Why are your marriage records sealed for 50 years? I, I mean, I really want to know who does that and why they do that. The Catholic Church does not consider him married in the eyes of the Catholic Church. He keeps espousing that he's a good Catholic. They say he's not, and that his marriage records are sealed. What's up? I mean, that makes no sense to me. 
Yeah, I could I couldn't agree more, Randy. That that that, that this current administration uh, is more, and 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 it's getting worse and worse with each succeeding generate uh, administration. But is has reached new heights in the level of abject depravity, open, you know, in your face immorality, and and so forth. The kind of people they're putting in uh, play, and again, they have to do that because when the Luciferians put in a Republican or a conservative. You know, they have to play that role. So they have to make certain decisions that advance some of the Republican agendas and the conservative agendas and make us kind of string us along, make us think somehow that's a little bit better. But when when we've seen, you know, these types of administrations and particularly this administration in, it is uh, it is sickening. And by the way, Biden, as I've said many times, I believe is just a placeholder. He's not he's get he's the object of a lot of scorn from conservatives but we need to remember you know he's really just a puppet he's just you know the mouthpiece for the ones that are really pulling the strings uh and it's going to be really interesting over the next two years if if the lord doesn't come back and we're still here to see how this uh, plays out and and who they put in i'll be able to tell a lot by you know after the 24 election if we're still here who they put in in terms of what that tells us about their uh, timeline uh, real quick on the Franklin cover-up, just because we we use these uh, references, and you know, I know because I listen to a ton of podcasts. That's how I do research, and I find myself frequently yelling into the phone, "Hey, tell us more about that. What are you talking about? Never heard about it." So, you know, we will have to do a show on this because I know you had firsthand involvement in some of that to research and and investigation. Um, but the Franklin cover-up essentially, you know, it started out as an investigation of a saving, the Franklin Savings and Loan in Lincoln, I believe it was. And uh, is that right? Or was it Omaha? Yes. Yeah, yes. Lincoln. Lincoln. And uh, uh, John DeCamp, who was a, a lawyer and a state senator at that time, uh, was involved in that investigation. And it began, like it always does, to uncover much bigger issues that go way beyond finances. And they un- exposed and uncovered a nationwide child sex trafficking ring as uh, Randy said, that goes all the way up to the White House, a veritable who's who of Republican and Democrat names that you would know. Uh, and so he's dead now. He died a few years ago, but he wrote a book about it uh, with, you know, well-documented, well-researched, including, um, you know, firsthand uh, eyewitness accounts, including court documents, uh, test uh, under oath testimony. But the long and the short of it is nobody ever really got punished. It continues to this day. All of these children that were abducted and then, uh, you know, satanically, ritually abused, uh, they ended up with schizophrenia, which is often triggered because of severe sexual abuse as a young child. And then when they testified, the court just said, well, you're crazy, so we can't believe what you're saying. Well, yeah, they're crazy because they were, you know, tortured and ritually abused. And that's, you know, so anyway, just sickening stuff. If you can stomach it, uh, there's several books out there. Um, uh, the Franklin Scandal is another one. I referenced this whole uh, subject in chapter 13 of volume two. So if you look in our bibliography of volume two, uh, you can you can see the references there and you can read about it in chapter 13. Yeah, and everybody should, because you need to know what's going on. So we're kind of running short of time, so just a couple of things. The debt ceiling, we're going to have to be doing something on that very shortly. Congress better get it together, or we're going to have a real problem. The movie The Covenant, I would suggest that everybody go see it. And then I want you to refer back to Secretary Blinken the other day, saying there are 175 people left in Afghanistan. 
Now, here is an, a good example of a blatant lie. There are 10,000 U.S. citizens plus still in Afghanistan and cannot get out. So where he come up with 175, he pulled that out of his hat. But that is, that's one of the biggest travesties of the whole Biden administration. But if I was the Ukraine and I was Taiwan, I would look what happened there before you ever rely on the United States of America. Now, the last thing we can't go without this, because this involves Russia. A week and a half ago, the Russians launched one of their new missiles. It's a Kinzhal, I believe is the name of the missile. It took out a NATO bunker to the west of Kiev. In that bunker were 300 top NATO and Ukrainian military officials. They all died in that attack. Now, what makes this missile really interesting? That bunker was 400 feet deep, and it took them out. Hmm. So you have to wonder, what do the Russians have that we have no clue about? I mean... 300, and the news isn't mentioning this, but it happened. Zelensky was supposed to be there, but for some reason was not. So don't think for a minute that Mr. Putin's got a problem taking out Vladimir or Vladimir Zelensky. He doesn't. Now, the Russians now have one million troops in theater in the Ukraine. They are finishing off Bakhmut, their Bakhmut. There's about a thousand Ukrainian troops there that just don't know when to get out. So they're going to finish that. But they are totally, every troop is armed. Everything is working. As soon as that is done and the weather dries up and the weather's a problem again, there is going to be a march all the way to Kiev, Lviv, to the Polish, Polish border. There's no doubt about it. Um, Putin has given them numerous chances to go ahead, surrender, negotiate terms, but we keep pushing them along with the Poles and the Brits not to surrender. We can win this. Now, there's a rumor of a Ukrainian offensive going to be happening very soon. It's going to be going into the Crimea and several other places. Now, supposedly the Ukrainian, Ukrainian army has about 50,000 fighting troops left. Supposedly the size of this counter attack is 250,000 plus. Now I'll let you guys do the addition here where those additional troops are coming from. I promise you they will be wearing different flag patches on their shoulders. So if you think the United States, Poland, Britain, et cetera, et cetera, are not going to be involved. Stop and think again. The Russians are dug in. They have 45 miles of trenches. The Russian fleet is in the Baltic waiting with a million troops against 250,000, if they've actually got that many. Um, the Russians will crush them. They will annihilate them. They will move all the way to the Polish border. And then I would anticipate they go down Moldova, Bulgaria, and to meet the Turks. Now, this is going to take a while for it to develop, maybe because I check the weather every day. And in that area, they're getting rain. Uh, it's a mess. Heavy equipment cannot travel. But they're there. And when this happens, then the United States is at risk. Putin said, you attack Crimea. I will use nuclear warheads. Medvedev said, 
if we look like we're losing, we're going to use nuclear weapons. So the writing on the wall says, this is not going to end well unless the Chinese and Zelensky bring out some kind of terms. And basically Russia, they want everything they've got, plus they want Odessa. Uh, we'll see where it pans out. But if you want to see the major war, I think that is basically on the doorstep. And um, God save us all. Yeah, no question. That's what we've been talking about forever. And many other, you know, pundits that are a lot smarter than me anyway, uh, probably not smarter than you. But, you know, we know that all along this whole conflict over there has been designed to uh, provoke uh, World War Three to to suck the United States into this battle. Uh, I think that's going to be part of uh, the multi-pronged phase uh, thing that they use to bring down America. It's not just going to be economic. It's not just going to be some kind of a biological pandemic or something like that. I think it's going to be the fact that we got engaged in uh, this conflict. And again, when you're, you know, if you look at it conventionally, sure, with our technology and our power and weapons, if we partnered with Ukraine, we ought to be able to win a regional war, no question. But it's not about that. It's not there's something much bigger at play. And it's like I said, it's a Don King fight. It's rigged. And, uh, you know, it's all just for show. So don't, you know, uh, don't think that uh, this would be a winnable situation. Uh, it would be maybe conventionally, but when the deck stacked against you, it's not. So Randy, uh, fantastic info. As always, we covered a lot of ground, uh, a lot of notes that I made for things that we may want to dive into a little bit deeper next time. But yes. uh, until then, uh, we're just going to take it a week at a time and see what the Lord does. Remember, um, the last verse that I mentioned in my opening, uh, though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. Their day is coming. Uh, we understand this is all setting the stage for Bible prophecy, which is what makes it exciting uh, is it unsettling? Is it concerning? Should it have our attention? And, and should we do practical things to hedge ourselves against what's happening around us? Absolutely. Should we be scared? Absolutely not. We should be excited. We know that God's plan is unfolding exactly like he said it would. And one day, these wicked people that are pulling the strings at the behest of Satan are going to be revealed, unveiled, exposed for who they are, and Jesus Christ himself is going to come back and take the throne. Uh, now, before that happens, uh, the rapture is going to happen, and then the Antichrist is going to be unveiled, and then he's going to have a reign of terror uh, for seven years, particularly the last three and a half years. Things are going to continue to get worse and worse, and will reach unprecedented heights during that final seven years. But we don't know when that rapture is going to happen to kick off the final phase of God's plan. So we need to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. We need to be you know, planning as if we're going to be here for the long term. Because remember, God is the ultimate arbiter of this timetable. We're not setting dates here. We're saying, here's how all of these things that are happening could play into the return of the Lord. So to summarize, all of the evil satanic ritual abuse and child sex trafficking and all that is just a clear sign that perversion is on the increase, and we know that the Antichrist himself is going to be the chief uh, pervert of them all, so that's a sign that it's getting closer to that. Uh, the, the geopolitical events with Russia, Ukraine, and saber-rattling with China and Russia and North Korea and Iran, we didn't even talk about Iran and Israel today, but all of that is further signs that uh, 
could be setting the stage for global conflict and the destruction of America. We know from uh, their own writings that they have to destroy America in order to usher in a one world system. We see the, the, on the economic front steps being taken uh, to bring down America with the housing market and some of those things. So all of the signs point to the coming of the Lord, but we don't know when that's going to happen. So we need to be uh, wise, practical, continue to trust the Lord. Remember, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the deliverance is from the Lord. So there's a uh, key connection there between preparedness, Proverbs 22, 3, the wise person sees trouble coming and prepares for it, and trust in the Lord, because ultimately he's the one that's going to deliver us. So thank you, Randy. Uh, I encourage everyone to check out our website, notbyworks.org. Lots of great material there. Uh, I want to put in a plug again for Red Pill Prints. Uh, and all of the Not By Works merchandise, uh, some great stuff there. Uh, you can't see because this is audio, but I'm drinking from one of the cups that I got from them. A nice little uh, mug keeps the co my coffee uh, particularly uh, warm. But uh, anyway, it's just a great way to spread the word, spread the gospel, let people know that salvation is not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. So you can check that out on our uh, homepage of our website. Just scroll through the highlight carousel. Um, we've got our preparedness document available linked up there. You can download it directly from the website. We've got recent podcasts and videos. So uh, go to notbyworks.org and um, just use some of those resources to help strengthen your faith. So God bless you. Thank you again, Randy. Sure. My and pleasure as always. As always. And we will see you again, uh, Lord willing, next week. Or as always, if anything significant happens that justifies a jumping on together uh, before then we will have a special uh, a special report so thanks randy god bless everyone and we will see you next time